Welcome to This Is Not A Green Room, the podcast where we sit down with comics and friends of New York Comedy Club, talk about comedy, life, all kinds of, who knows what, Michigan. Uh, no, yes. Michigas, Michigas. I'm, I'm bad with my Yiddish. But anyway, our Either wonderful guest today is the long sought after, Ooh. finally captured Tom Cassidy. Ooh, he's loving that. I am <laughs> glad to be here finally. Thank you for having me, Amy. Oh, my pleasure. And of course, got Nick Angelo. What's up, everyone? The lovely Rachel. Oh, hi, guys. And I'm Amy. And uh, yeah, so Tom, I've tried to invite on this podcast on numerous occasions, <laughs> and he just keeps getting these fancy writing gigs. And he's and like, sorry, <laughs> I'm like being successful at 2 p.m. in the afternoon. <laughs> yep, third time's a charm. We did it. <laughs> yeah, it did what work kind of out that gigs, way. writing gigs, Tom? I know oh. nothing of this. Um, you can know, all over the it? place. Um, can we talk about it? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I don't, I can't remember the first time what happened, but I think, you know, yeah, it was, uh, the, it was Danny's house, I think was the first one, um, which is coming out on, in July on Viceland. And then the second time I think I was working on Vice Live, mm-hmm. um, which is already canceled, <laughs> but, um, oh. I was only working on that for a little bit anyway, but yeah, so that's what it was. Um, the two times that I couldn't do it before. Yeah, so we had a joke of just like, I'm going to keep asking you to be on the podcast so you keep getting these writing jobs because it seems to be related. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Didn't work this time. Oh, you know what? It it was because Rachel asked you. I should have asked you. That's what it was. Fuck. Although also, I'm just, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, and also, it's, let's let's take a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy's tired. <laughs> well, I'm, gl- I'm glad Ooh. we can be your little uh, home away from home. Uh, I want to talk about Danny's house. I know we talked a little bit about it yesterday. You can't tell talk too much because it hasn't come out yet. But um, know, this show looks exciting. Yeah, I'm a paranoid individual, so I'm not really sure what I'm allowed to say and what I'm not allowed to say. I'll stop looking at your phone now, Amy. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'm really excited. It you comes got 42 out. Minutes. It comes <laughs> out on July 17th. Um, it stars Danny Brown, the rapper, uh, who is a very funny individual. It's uh, executive produced by Derek Beckles, who has basically given me all of my jobs so far. Uh, he's super funny. He was a writer on Eric Andre. He has his own adult swim show, mostly for millennials, which I worked on. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. It's like an interview show, but it also has like sketches, elements to it, and then other things that I don't think I could talk about just because they haven't brought it up yet. But it's like a hybrid type of show. Yeah. It it looks like it looks like uh. The basement with Big Tigger meets like a late night talk show. Yeah, yeah, and it looks it looks fun. I was I saw the I saw the preview for it. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And then I saw you post about it. I'm like, oh wow, this seems awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't even know who I didn't know who Danny was. I uh-huh. didn't know who Danny Brown was. And then when I was looking him up, I was like, oh, this is the guy from Detroit that was on the was like the D12 album or the like he was wasn't he featured. In like um, Detroit versus everyone, that was like Eminem and Bizarre. Yeah, he was on that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah he's been around since like 2012, like popping pretty hard. Yeah, from then. Um, but yeah, he's very unique. He's got a crazy voice. He's like ah, like that. Um, but yeah, he's that's really actually funny. not a. That's pretty good impersonation. Actually, um, it's a terrible impersonation. <laughs> but that's kind of but, what he sounds like. It's yeah, but in like a good way. Like do the eh, but if it sounded good and you knew how to rap, basically, <laughs> if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Were you a fan of his music before you got the gig? Yeah, I was. Um, I definitely became a bigger fan once I got the job. But like in a like um, sincerely though, like I always liked him. But like I like really got into his music after that yeah and uh 
he's really unique. He's great. And he's got an album coming out this summer. It's produced by Q-Tip, Tribe Called Quest. Ooh. We're in Queens right now, baby. What up? That's awesome. Hip-hop. <laughs> Rachel, where did hip-hop start? The Bronx. In the heart. Oh, in the heart. In, in the heart. <laughs> Tom's a big hip-hop fan. I am, yeah. Uh, and that's actually, I was. we were just joking around, but the first time I met him, uh, he was schooling some young comic on the importance of Nas. And I was like, I like this guy. I'm going <laughs> to hang out with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which young comic was this? It did it was, not. It was Eagle Wit. Eagle didn't know about Nas. I wasn't going to throw him under the bus, but all right. Talk shit on Eagle him. will just talk shit about anything yeah, or take the contrary side of anything. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. are you guys talking about? I don't like it. <laughs> I actually have a really funny Eagle Wit thing. Just, I'm sorry. I got to pull it up, um, but it's going to take one second. Um, fuck. Ian sent it to me uh, yesterday. Um, also, I feel like part of his persona is to be ignorant. So he tries as hard as possible to say wild shit that yeah. you're gonna disagree with yeah. oh for sure yeah great kid <laughs> yeah. yeah great guy love. <laughs> no i mean i love him but i'm just saying like no you're right that's kind of his his thing yeah he's also like super young too and that's yeah. like a part of it too just yeah. talking shit oh what i was just gonna say is that um ian texted me the other day because uh, i was hanging out with eagle and him and atel was at the cellar and he called eagle feather wolf <laughs> wait who did who did? All right, so for you listeners, we will have to find a picture of Sorry. Eagle and put it on our Instagram uh, so you can take a look at why that is such a good joke. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that's and great. also, Eagle Wit, Feather Wolf, just I mean, a funny... Fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the guy of, that said it again? Uh, David Tell. Oh, David Tell. Yeah, Never yeah. heard of him. You know, some fucking guy. Oh, I missed yeah. that part. Sorry. Yeah. No problem. Um, I used to call him, I used to say he looked like Vampire in Brooklyn. Remember that movie? Yeah, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <Pretty good. laughs> you know, sometimes I'm older than you guys, and sometimes I don't know if you guys are. That movie really sucked. It did. Who really doesn't know suck. Eddie Murphy? Not, not <laughs> Eddie Murphy, but Vampire in Brooklyn was a really shitty movie. Yeah, and yeah, no none one of really us are, watched. None it. of us are young here. We're all like, I'm you old. know, I'm, yeah, I'm we're old. all. Is, are you old? Tom? This is probably old the enough. oldest panel we've had. Is it a panel? No, we're off the tracks. We are so. What off is the happening tracks. today? <laughs> Rachel's weird. sick. Rachel Nick, you're like in. so quiet. <laughs> I'm just kind of taking it in right now. I, Nick's not that quiet because I, because I know once again because Tom's here and I'm like I could talk hip hop with Tom all day long. And I was like, well, I don't know if that's the what the show should be. So I'm kind of like just like picking and choosing. But if we're gonna talk about Vampire in Brooklyn, yeah, well, I mean, like, we might as well just get <laughs> back to the floodgates. Right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who knew you were the hip hop connoisseur over here? Yeah, I want my first comedy album to be called Funnymatic, which is that's and great. All of my that's black friends really make cool. fun of me for it. Um, but I'm picture of your baby, your baby face picture on the cover. I'm committed to it. Yes, I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's I love it. That's a great idea. I'm excited. The Nods mural isn't too far from here. Right oh, oh yeah, Queensbridge is yeah right around the corner. Yeah, yeah. How times have changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, let's get back to uh, Danny's house. Um, and his, I was actually just listening to his music yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, I wasn't very familiar with him. Uh, and I'm pretty sure he sampled the song from Intervention. I don't know. This might be, I might be getting too deep in here. But like, you know, you know, Intervention, the show. Yeah. That's like, you know, that got that weird, crazy, like piano, like intense piano right before they get the Intervention. I'm pretty sure Danny Brown sampled that in a rap song. And I was like, this guy's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not sure because I'm not sure of the, I, I know the show intervention, but I'm yeah. not, I can't remember the song. Well, I'll post it on our Twitter and everything, everything else. I'll post a song and let everyone else decide if that's the same song from intervention. So, yeah. Um, 
This Do is a all? real cliffhanger episode we've got going here. <laughs> is, okay. We are we are like okay. There's going to be a scavenger hunt. Can we? Where after? Well, you're listening. Okay, first go to our Instagram. All right, cool. Now that you've done that, go to our Twitter. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, okay, guys. The, j- the jig is up. I this entire episode was just my way of trying to get our social media presence up. Yes. So everything yeah. I do is just like, well, that's a good idea. Stay tuned for our Twitter account. And <laughs> so you know. Also, right. Coffee Bean Direct. We still love you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Coffee, coffee Bean Direct. Is that your sponsor? Yeah. I'm trying really hard to get sponsorship for this show. Sure. And Coffee Bean Direct's like the only one that bites. Nick is so loyal to them too, though, because we buy it for the office. And okay. uh, Nick's already got like a relationship with them on Twitter, which is very funny to me. Or Instagram. It's Either, Twitter. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the other day, Laura was going to the to Dunkin' Donuts to get everyone coffee. We had someone coming in for a meeting, so it was she was going to get like five or six coffees. I was like, Nick, aren't you going to get some Dunkin'? He goes, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm legally allowed to have oh anything but coffee God. bean direct I'm anymore. I'm contractually obligated to drink coffee bean direct. He turned down free coffee. What? Unbelievable. Come yeah, on. Are you listening, coffee bean direct? I did that for you. <laughs> okay, we have to say them at least two more times before we get that check. Yeah. Just right. pretend like they're your sponsor, and then eventually they'll be your sponsor. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of... That's, that's, that's sort of our plan, kind of what I'm doing. See it to believe it, baby. <laughs> yeah. 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 The secret. We'll, we'll we'll secret it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what a, my, my favorite thing about Tom is hmm. watching Tom get mad on stage. Have you nice. ever witnessed this? <laughs> yeah, oh. I, I know Tom. <laughs> Describe I've known him what for does, more than five why, minutes. Why? What, what does he do? Uh-huh. He just he's so relaxed and like funny with the viciousness. That's like I remember. Remember that couple that was making out in the third row and. <laughs> It was so distracting to like you and all the other comics, but yeah. you just, oh, you let them have it. It was so good. To be fair, I did do it at, and this is what I've learned from doing stuff like that. I did it at the very end of the set. Yeah. Because I try to not let any of that stuff like interrupt most of it. And then I think it's better to like kind of like acknowledge that stuff uh, toward the end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if that makes sense. But yeah, they were making out like hardcore. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> At a hotel room. It was also like a light room. There was like 20 people in there. And I don't wow. even know if anybody else noticed because they were in the back row, but they were just going at yeah. it. What did you say to them? Oh, my God. I remember he was like, um, excuse me, sir. It's a little distracting to watch you finger your girlfriend under the table <laughs> while nice. in the middle of my set. I was dying. Uh, love a good finger joke. <laughs> mm-hmm. There is something so funny about that phrase that like. There is no other word for it. Do you know what I mean? Like everything else, there's like the thing you call everything sexual. There's a thing you call it when you're like 11 or 13 and a weirdo. And there's like a medical term. And then there's like the grown up term. There's like humping. And then there's sexual intercourse. And there's like you're fucking fingering. There's just stroking. There's no other. Don't forget stroking. Oh, my God. That's not. You're the only one. Uh, (laughs) Now, Now you're showing your age. <laughs> but uh, that's older than her too, because we're the same it age, is older and I would me. never use that term. It is older, but uh, Clarence Carter. That's like a thing. I just always so it's in a bunch of jokes, like uh-huh. I've, like a bunch of adult men we know tell jokes that involve like the words, and then I was fingering this chick or whatever. And I every time it makes me laugh, like I'm 11. It's, I don't know what it is. I don't know why either, because because you can use it in everyday speech. Yeah, like oh, like I'm gonna finger the perpetrator, or oh, yeah, like. Oh, yeah, it's like not you always can, about penetration. Yeah, you can. It's it means other things, and then it's like and it's not a curse word, but it's still dirty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, yeah and there's finger popping. That's, that's like true too. A, yeah, finger pop, finger popping. I mean, is it third base fingering? Yeah, 
See, now that that's a whole nother topic. The, the oh, base, everyone's base system. The base yeah, system just makes absolutely system. no sense whatsoever. <laughs> You're telling me first base is kissing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Second base is fondling boobs and then third base is so where's blowjobs yeah that's that's like shortstop or something that's that's the fundamental flaw that's not how baseball works i I know but that's the fundamental flaw of the of the bases it should be like it should be like inside the park home run (laughs) (laughs) stealing stealing home that's right that makes sense right (laughs) yeah i don't it just that that always bothered me i was always like that doesn't you're putting the same they're like i i was told that third base is is a hand job or a blow job. I'm like, you're putting that on the same base? Yeah, man. That's Ooh. not even the same ballpark. <laughs> See, I would consider blow job like kind of going all the way. No? I mean, it's just as intimate. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, it's if just another more. form of sex. Yeah, it depends on who you ask. So is dry humping. <laughs> no, it's not. You're not. T- your parts aren't touching. No fluids. So that's what it is? Fluids? I guess. I think so. I, think I mean, I think this is my theory on it is because the bases are used by people who are like adolescents. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, granted, you can read a thousand things about how the kids today are having blowjob parties or whatever. But like Ooh. while you're in, you know, like junior high, early high school, while you're using these terms because you're embarrassed to say anything else, like you don't get that far. Do you know what I mean? So that's why that's third base, because it's like that's as far as you're going to get unless you get to go all the way. I don't know. That's my etymological I think theory. That I mean, I thing. guess it makes sense. We look what we're trying to make sense out of. Right? I know it's this is yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> unless unless you're Rachel and uh, she's more worried about strokes. The strokes yeah. and stroke and I basketball mean, players. Am I right? Come here. Wow. Come on. I'm trying to mix this up a little bit, guys. <laughs> uh, we're 15 minutes in. Let's get Rachel mad or something. Wow. Um, <laughs> I feel like I mean, that could be the subtitle of this podcast is let's get Rachel mad or if, something. If you want to get Rachel mad, we can talk about her last name. Ooh. First of all, there it is. we need to change topics immediately. <laughs> this is not part of what I signed up for. Here. I feel like it's part of every single episode, though. It's, it's our through line. Our, our fans want to hear you talk about You got to have a through name. line. Got to have a through line. Get out of here. I don't believe that at all. I don't believe that. It is the one constant of this whole podcast. It's going to be like, it's going to be our like season finale cliffhanger. It's yeah. like, we're going to be like, our very last Rachel's episode. last name is Rachel. Oh my God, who shot JR? I need to know her name. Listen, if this is going to get us more listeners, I'm willing to do what I have We can to just do. start spreading out, like just make made up names. Yeah, that's And then true. have people be like, oh, I don't know which yes. one it is. To have a, a little contest on Twitter to, to give me a new real la- name. Or, or, or. You can have a contest to give me a new last name so I can change it legally. I love that. I love that. In fact, I got I got a te- in our previous episode with the Fat Venture guys. Alexis Guerrero's says in the very beginning, like, oh yeah, everyone knows your last name. It's Cum Guzzler. And I got a text message from a buddy of mine, just <laughs> just randomly, like on a Wednesday morning, just like Rachel Cum Guzzler. Ha 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 ha. Wow. I'm laughing so hard at that. I was like, what are you even talking? About? Oh, the podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Come Gosla. Is that and, Polish? And the ironic <laughs> and the ironic part is that I have never done that yet. Guzzled cum? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't who think has? you're using the word irony, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like that she said, I haven't done that yet, as if she's still waiting for the right guy you gotta, you to gotta drop a load for you her to wait guzzle. until you're retired, and then you, and then you start in with the guzzling. Gotta save something for the honeymoon. Yeah, you know. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, now we're cooking. See, I had to make fun of Rachel. That's now she thing. likes basketball players. Uh, See? Where do you get this shit from? I don't know. But okay, so on a much less hilarious note, uh, I did have a question for you. So you are part of a a very deep crew of Philly comics that are here in New York doing a lot of good things. Uh-huh. We've had many of them on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I remember, so I've known you guys now for about five years, and I can remember, you know, there was like a really tight click for a while. Mm-hmm. But now you guys have all gotten to the part where you kind of got your own shit going on. Do you guys like? Do you guys get to hang out a lot? How's that feel to kind of get to that point where comedy isn't just like the fun hang with your buds all the time? Yes, I've been thinking about it more often hmm. uh, recently. Um, yeah, I mean, there was kind of like two bigger groups. You know, there was like Center City Comedy, which is what I did like a podcast for a few years with like Henry Foley and Kevin Ryan and um, Reggie Conquest and Andrew Chavone. And then there was like the bigger group, which was like Six Foot Nothing, which um, is now just all of the black people because of Trump's <laughs> America, um, <laughs> which I get. Um, yeah, I mean, I still like love everyone individually, but like as a group, like, um, has it separated a little bit? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, we don't do things the way we used to do things. Um, and kind of people have gone in different directions and stuff like that, but like, I'm still cool with everybody and I love everyone, but yeah, I mean, we were, we would hang out like every night after shows like back then when you first met us. Um, and that was, you know, it was nice to have when I first moved here. And you guys would, like, show up to things as a posse. Yeah. Like, you'd all come together at the like same time. Like the Wu-Tang time. Clan. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, do, you think, do you think that happens because everyone grows individually as a comic and it just kind of, everyone gets pulled in their own direction for their own, you know, it, it's their, everyone creates a brand the longer you do this and then you kind of just get placed in different situations? Yeah, I think. Or do you think you just kind of grew apart? Um, well, I think it's hard to keep a large group of people all friendly with one another like everyone's still cool but like like um i'm better friends with one person and someone else is better friends with another person and stuff like that so i mean there's there's like 11 of us so i mean um i think that it was just a hard thing to sustain and i mean we kind of like took a few shots at like developing shows together and uh you know uh it just didn't work out the way I wanted it to. And sometimes it bums me out um, because I thought it was cool to be like strong as a whole. Mm-hmm. But I also think when I like left that, um, I was able to flourish, I think, mm, huh. if that makes sense. Did you guys all come up together, like literally from Philly <laughs> to New York <laughs> yeah, together? Was, was it within months or was it like, oh, look how successful so-and-so is doing. I'm going to go up there, too. It was like a couple of years. It was over like the course of a couple of years. Yeah. Um, like Derek is like one of my best friends and he was like the first person to come, but he was even like Derek, Derek Gaines, Gaines. Yeah. Um, who I like consider like my writing partner and stuff. And we've developed a lot of stuff together. Like he was kind of like when I first started comedy, I thought he was like the best comedian there was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still do to a certain extent. Oh yeah. I forgot all about your giant love of Derek. I mean, yeah. we all love Derek, but <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you in particular are quite, quite yeah, fun. No, of him. I like, love Derek. Um, and I've always loved Derek. And like, even when I first started doing comedy, he was like the big dude at the laugh house. That's where I started on South street. Um, and, uh, he was already going to New York and I wasn't like really good friends with him at that point. But like, I saw that from that perspective um monroe was like the first monroe martin was the first person to like come from like my class of comedy uh to new york and then um 
I came like a year or two later and then Henry came like within that year and then Kevin came within that year. Ian Fidance came a little bit before me. He's from Delaware, but he started in Philadelphia. Um, I always forget that Foley has a different name because we never call him Henry. Oh, yeah, I call him Henry. <laughs> Uncle Hank. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Foley, like me and Foley have had like a very like interesting relationship um, over 10 years. Um, he's like kind of like my brother. Oh. In the sense that I want to fucking murder him sometimes, <laughs> um, but I, I also like like him a lot too. And uh, like, the only two people who like call me on the phone is my mom and Foley. This is <laughs> this is once again another through line in the show. We had we had him and Kevin on uh-huh. uh, not too long ago, and that was a good ten minutes of the show. Was Kevin bitching at the fact that like, why are you calling me? Just yeah, text yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't <laughs> call me. Who calls me anymore? Uh-huh. It's funny that you just but said you that. you like it. Uh, yeah, I don't mind a, a phone call here and there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, that's uh, the group is still, I love everybody, but uh, I wish we could still all do things together, but it's like maybe impossible. It but maybe yeah, it's the timing a- wasn't right. You know what I mean? Maybe once you get to a certain point. No, I mean, like, I've seen... The reason I ask this question is because I've seen it happen generation after generation, and the sad reality is, like, you eventually, especially the bigger your group is, uh-huh. for each of you to be successful, there's no way you can all stay together. Mm. Yeah. And your success will continue to, not in a bad way, mm-hmm. but just pull you in different directions. Yeah. And so, like, you know, like, everybody's got that crew they start with mm-hmm. that they remember, like, oh, my God, yeah, all eight of us were at that pool party and this thing and that thing and that thing. Yeah. And there's something really bittersweet about it because it does it come. The success is what's driving it, so you're getting something good out of it. But mm-hmm. it's also, like, oh, remember when, when we all used to just, you know, go do karaoke at Fat Black every Tuesday? Yeah, exactly. And I also <laughs> probably <laughs> – and I think everybody probably thinks this about their group, but, like, I do also think that, like, when we were really, like, together, it was, like, very special. Yeah. And, like, I think the – like, everybody is very special. And I think as a group, as a whole, we were really, like, special for a, a brief moment in time. Um <laughs> And we still are. We're all still alive. Yeah. yeah. So, this is like a still, VH1 behind the music. Yeah. And we like still the group all hang broke out. Up, but, you know, maybe a reunion tour. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, they, like, also, like, all of my black friends are still, it's like a weird thing because they still do six foot nothing. Huh. Um, so, it's like, they still have that group. They just kind of, like. See, I t- thought that that was, like, a newer kind of a thing because I'm just now seeing all this stuff about it. But that, yeah. that's existed for a long time. Yeah, I mean, oh, we yeah. developed a couple, like pilots and stuff um and uh it just never really went anywhere when we it did it maybe because you're five nine or uh i'm six two <laughs> <laughs> so holler at me when you see me in these streets um but uh you know it's all love i love them and i'm i just want them to be happy um but i gotta like also just do do me girl you know how it is <laughs> well do you th- i mean isn't that just kind of the way stand-up comedy works is Stand-up comedy is the only form of entertainment where all you need is yourself. You don't need a writing partner. You don't need a cast. You don't need a director. You don't need anything else. You don't need a sketch team. It's mm-hmm. just you and only you. And that's great because it's up to you if you want to make it. But on the other hand of that is if you do start making it, people only want you and not the crew that you have. Yeah, for sure. I mean, stand-up is singular, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it's cool to have, like, that group for other things. But, yeah, absolutely. Um, And also, it's just hard to um, stick out because, like, a lot of people in that group are very, like, 
um, charismatic and yeah. loud, and it's like I'm a quiet white person <laughs> who has a style of my own. But like it was hard to like kind of like you know find your place. Yeah, if that makes sense. And is mm. is one of those yeah, one like of those you, ways to stick I don't out? I don't go to psychiatry, so um, you know I'm treating well, you guys. Here. Yeah, yeah. Is one of <laughs> is one of the ways to stick out dressing up as an actual comedy club? Comedy Club. I totally forgot about that. That was the best. Hey guys, comedy. check out Comedy Club on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. There's three episodes. Um, I'm actually going to shoot another Comedy Club this summer, I think, and it's going to be called Reggie Club. <laughs> and uh, Reggie Conquest of Six Foot Nothing. He uh, he'll be the Comedy Club this summer. So for those who don't know, uh, Tom dresses up. At, was it cardboard, brick, styrofoam, brick wall? Just, though. Uh, it's foam core. Yeah, that was a yeah. Dresses up as, as an actual <laughs> comedy club and goes out on the street and tells jokes, as like, right? Like your face is in the wall. Yeah, I'm a walking comedy club. He's a walking, talking comedy club, and he just starts doing bits for strangers <laughs> on the street. <laughs> it's so good, and it's fantastic. Yeah, and called comedy club. Yeah, thank you. Um, but I, like I feel it. like your feeling about it is bittersweet. Like of comedy club. Yeah, or are you totally like. No, I lo- I like it. I mean, well, it just comes from like not. Being, there's so many Amy you know this there's so many goddamn comedians in this yeah. city and uh, I mean the idea like I worked on mostly for millennials on Adult Swim which I mentioned and uh, the idea came from we were just riffing in the room in season one and Derek and the head writer named Tommy Blacha who's really funny they kind of were like making fun of me and they called me Tommy Club and like they kind of helped me come up with the idea and then like a year later I just shot it but uh, I mean it just comes from not getting up enough and wanting to get up. So if mm. you turn yourself into a comedy club, <laughs> you can perform and walk whenever. around Union Square. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's nice too because like I figure if it's the second or third episode, there's like some nice inside baseball, but it's funny. It's not too inside to enjoy. Of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hold on, the owners in the back or <laughs> yeah, the, the waitress of, comes by with a drink. Yeah, there's a waitress. The back yeah. of the club is a green room. Um, so yeah, <laughs> 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 Sam's asking for spots. Yeah. The booker is a sock puppet. Um, so. Yeah, I think it's a goofy idea. And I don't feel... I mean, I'm trying to sell that show, really, to be okay. honest with you. Um, I see that shit on, like, True TV or something like that. Hell yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. I want to just do different cities. That's, like, my idea. Oh, oh that'd be awesome. You know? Just, like, different cities. I also want to have, like, different... Like, Reggie's, like, the black comedy club. Yeah. I want to do, like, a bar show where the guy's just, like, drunk all the time. Have, like, a, <laughs> an alt black drop room uh, of like people who aren't funny you get it yeah yeah. <laughs> fuck you alt people i'm just kidding <laughs> you heard it here tom cassidy hates alt comedy go to it vlogs yeah i'm trying to get some views up <laughs> controversy sells but uh no i just love comedy i love stand-up um so that's where the idea came from yeah what well wait so you were saying you were writing for millennials only Mostly for millennials. Mostly for millennials only is a hilarious name. Mill- though. Millennials <laughs> only. It's like a bad jeans company. Like that's the spinoff. An AARP ad. Kind of. <laughs> um, I was a writer's assistant on that, and that was like the first job that I got that was like good. And now uh, we're working on the second season now. Well, how did you get that job? Did you send out a, the writing packet and go through that whole thing, or did you, was it just kind of like I got that job from complaining? <laughs> did you hear that, kids? Complaining about what and where. So I um uh I worked on like videos for uh your competitor not competitor I don't know of uh, another comedy club in the city that um, doesn't exist currently yeah they don't exist um, <laughs> I've worked on videos for someone else 
And uh, they, uh, they have a production crew that I worked on with them. Um, and I have a relationship with that production crew. And I was in their office one day. And I was complaining about how I couldn't get a writing job. And I was telling them that you need to get me a writing job. And they were just like, okay, whatever. And then there was this girl who worked for them who remembered me complaining. And then she got me an interview with uh, mostly for millennials. So I interviewed with them and I, and I got the job. What does an interview go like for a writing job? <clears throat> um, for that one, I mean, they like, were... Do you, do you sit down with your resume or do they ask you to... I, mean, I sent a writing sample. So, I mean, I think that's how I got the job too. I've been making sketches for... Uh, almost for a long time and I started getting good at making sketches a couple of years ago I think so by the time that I had interviewed with them I had a good writing sample of like five or six videos that I liked um, so I interviewed with um, Derek who's like the creator of the show uh, the producer and the director and uh, it was like a really hot day in like May of two years ago and I got the job from interviewing with them and since then, I've just been able to work with Derek because he likes me. Yeah. And then you obviously Crazy have the connection God. at Vice, right? Derek, no. Well, Derek's the executive producer of the Viceland show, the yeah. Danny's house. So he hired me on that, too, as the lead producer. So we're coming up, baby. There it is. <laughs> the, so like the interview part of it, obviously, I think the writing sample is, you know, uh, important. Mm -hmm. but did you feel like the interview was like... Were they just trying to see if you were, like, a cool guy that could hang in the writer's room? Or did it feel like it was a formal, like, interview interview? It felt like both. I, I don't – I think one thing that I'm really bad at is interviews. I don't yeah. think I'm good at interviews at all. Um, I think once I get the job, I think I'm, like, really just – I try to work as hard as anyone works, basically. Um, but I don't always – I think that's my least positive thing, are interviews. Um, and I thought I did pretty good on that interview. Um, and I talked to them and Derek was like messing with me a little bit during the interview. Cause I, he's like, he's great. Um, but he's like, he, you know, he's a hard worker too. And I think he just wanted to make sure that I was a hard worker. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and that's what I was really trying to, what I tried to communicate in that meeting was that nobody was going to work harder. Um, and hmm. you know, I guess it, you know, it worked. <laughs> so, but I mean, that show was so much fun to make and, uh, but it's like it was crazy. It was um, us, the summer of two years ago, and we were working like nonstop for like probably like sixty days straight, oh my God. or something like that. Oh. Maybe overreaching a little bit. I'm sure there's a day <laughs> off in the middle, but uh, yeah. And that's doing two seasons. You're doing second season now, or yeah. Up? We just wrote the scripts, and then Derek's working on the scripts now. Um, and then that'll probably shoot hopefully toward the end of the summer. Um, so yeah and i think danny's house will I, f I have a good feeling about that show so hopefully we can just roll into that one yeah keep it going baby um i think i think this was you that i was talking to you you're in a relationship i am yes and i always i, I think i asked you why you never bring her to the club mm -hmm. and you said you i just want to keep it very separate you okay yeah, I just hit my boob with the microphone. Oh. It's bigger than usual. <laughs> no one knew, Amy. I mean, no, there's probably going to be a sound on I know. I wish this was a video podcast because it looked like you were reacting to the question and it was like, oh, I do declare. Like, it was like, uh, oh, my goodness. Like, Tommy uh, won't bring her, his girl you? around. No, um, I mean, she she's 
Amy's met her. She's been to New York Comedy Club. Um, but you said she, you wanted to keep it very separate. She, I mean, I don't, uh, this is my job. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't need her there and she doesn't want to be there either. <laughs> I mean. Do you feel she, a way? Like, do, she, do you want her to want to be there? No. Why? <laughs> I mean, who do we know, though? We don't know anyone that really at the hip brings their significant other around. I mean, I, I feel I like Dombrowski brings his wife around everywhere. Kevin Dombrowski. Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah, he brings Molly Molly's around. around a lot. Yeah, but still not like. Well, yeah, some of the things like if, and if he's all night a lot, but like stuff, every but. now and then, you know, like every now and then, I, you don't ever. Say, yeah, I like, probably see her the most of anyone's anything. Yeah, that's who I. Well, there's a difference between being supportive and being clingy, because this is a grind. Like, totally. If, if you're out, you're doing as many shows, as many mics as you can, and if you have your significant other hanging with you the entire time, oh. God, that would be awful. Yeah. I mean, and she goes to like special shows. Like the problem was like the one show she she went to a, a show at Caroline's and she accidentally sat in the front. <laughs> accidentally sat in the front. Accidentally. Well, someone seated her in the front. Yeah. Yeah. And like I, I have jokes about our relationship <laughs> and they're not like um, I don't think they're negative or anything like that. But she's like she she works um, in casting like she works in background casting. Um and um, I mean, she's not like shy, but she doesn't want to be like in the forefront of anything. So like that was a nightmare because I told jokes. Oh. She's up front. I fucking <laughs> say this is my girlfriend. And she was mad at me for like a week. Oh, oh week. Um, Does she not know that she's in part of your No, she knows. She knows. Um, she's never actually heard it. No, she's heard it. She's just not been in the front she row. She lived it. She yeah. wasn't in the front row. I mean, and listen, nobody's girlfriend or boyfriend should ever be in the front row. No. It's yeah. a fucking, just a bad idea. Yeah. Nobody's um, family members, nobody, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but overall, I mean, she's really supportive. Um, and uh, she comes sometimes. Like, I have a show um, at the end of the month in, like, Sea Isle, New Jersey, and she's coming to that. Okay. Like, she'll go to weird, like, road shows or something yeah. like that. But, I mean, in the city, nah. I'm not showing up to her job. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's like a really good way to think about it. Yeah. yeah like you want little someone to be able though. to go home. I mean, yeah, because it bleeds into social. But like you do want someone you can go home to and like bitch about your job or just kind of, you know, yeah. rehash your stuff. And if they were there the whole time, like. And that's what this is, is a job. Yeah. And you know, I mean, you, you want to be able to go do your job as much as it seems like, oh, what do you do? Go on stage for 10 minutes, talk about your dick and hang out with your buddies? Like, yeah, I'm making sure I, when I talk about my dick, everybody laughs at it. And it's mm -hmm. a job and I got to work at that. And then when you go home, you're like, babe, I was talking about my dick and it just not didn't go over very well. And what do I do? You know, like, yeah, yes. Said my dick four times in a sentence, so <laughs> I win. You win. Bingo. <laughs> Everybody's different. I just didn't get in the comedy to make people I know laugh. I'm trying to make strangers laugh. Yeah, <laughs> like, I get that. I, like, like it's a big point of contention with like my mom because like anytime I'm in Philadelphia, she wants to go to every single show, Aww. and she's been to a lot of shows. But sometimes I'm just like, yo, I I'm sorry, I don't like <laughs> you at this show. Like there was one show that uh. This was like when I first moved to New York and I had just come back to Philadelphia and I was working on like a half an hour and it was like a shitty bar show. And she was like, can I come? And I was like, and I just like the first show I had back in Philadelphia uh, when I moved here. And I was like, I'm working on like a brand new amount of time. I would prefer you not to come. So please don't come. 
and uh, she came <gasps> and she brought my entire family. No, <laughs> she brought like it was like a fucking family. Oh, that reunion. is some passive aggressive shit. Like a family, yeah, she does not. My mom is like the best, but she does not listen to me at all. Like, I mean, <laughs> she, there's no like no, she does not give a shit. Um, That's amazing. It was like a. Fu- it was literally like a family reunion. I want to say there's probably 30 people from my family there. Stop it. And I on got, a bar show. And I got so drunk, <laughs> and I just roasted my whole family. It was like one of the best sets i've ever had because i just made fun of everybody i told my one aunt that she had a horse face my uncle was so oh. mad at me <laughs> i was hammered but my uncle makes fun of everybody he's like yeah. one of the reasons why i'm a comedian and like but he was not happy about that um and he was mad at me for a little bit um but she was fine with it um but uh did you get to do the 30 minutes of material at all or was it just for your family i mean i did some Uh. of it but i got blackout drunk and just made fun of them (laughs) for a half an hour um wait were there other people also here or was it just you and your family there was like probably like 12 or 15 other people (laughs) so So they just like walked into a reality show that they didn't realize they were coming to exactly yeah yeah, yeah. i would have loved to have recorded that show (laughs) um but yeah i mean looking back on it now it was fun but uh, that sounds like a, a excellent new reality comedy series is surprise roast, your, roast your family. Here. Yeah. Surprise. Your family's here. <laughs> roast them. Yeah. Get people's mm-hmm. families to come Ooh. to shows. Be like, oh, yeah, we'd love to go see Tom. They sit roast down. Battle, and like, family hey, edition. <laughs> isn't oh, that God. just family family feud? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hate roasting, but I like it, too. I'm confused by it. Oh. <laughs> I don't like want to do it. Like sometimes I enjoy it. But like the Did you guys like the historical roasts? I'm shrugging. I feel yeah. like that's just oh, those jokes have already they're already written and then everything yeah. they're just they're hack. I yeah. want to no say I like it because I know them. a lot of people who worked on it and I would like them to continue to get work and also yeah. And there's some me, good What I say this podcast is not going to tank their fucking chances in Hollywood, but <laughs> yeah. it makes me feel bad to put it out in the universe of like yeah that was that was fine. I think it's fun. Yeah. It's a fun idea, and it's like it's a good one off every once in a while. But like I, I don't know the creative the jokes just are like. They're already there. Like it's, you know, am I making sense? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Is like, it's not as fresh as you. Yeah, it's like I didn't, I didn't like look at you, size you up, and then like come up with a really clever joke that no one else thought of. But now that I said that, everyone's like, "Oh my god, you're right." Where it's like if you're roasting a historical figure, it's like, yeah, we already knew that. Yeah, Yeah. I think regular people like that show. You think? I think we're just in too much of a goddamn bubble. And it's uh, just one of those things. Sometimes. I know. I always, uh, I always think about that with roast battles because there are o- there are only so many tropes you can use and structures to do a good roast joke. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you've been to as many roast battles as I have, you will have heard, but Hitler was a good public speaker about 25,000 times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like the setup is like a lot of people compare this. Anyway, you can, you can work it out yourself, dear listener. But uh, yeah. I don't, <laughs> don't want to ruin it. If you get to go to, but like I've taken not comedy people to roast battles and they are dying. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, you don't hear this every day Mm -hmm. and are judging Mm -hmm. it against this and this and this. You just came and had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Why do you think the more established comics don't do roast battle? Oh, because it's uh, it's a lot of work. It's so much work for jokes you can never use again. You're, you're uh, if you have. I mean, this is my theory, and Tom, you can disagree or not. But mm-hmm. if you have an established career path, and you need, and you are working multiple times every night, you're out on the road. You've got to have, you know, a good forty-five every weekend. 
you don't have time to write roast jokes. Mm. That's a waste of your time. If you're a young comic, however, it's a way to stand out amongst the sea of young comics. So it's worth your time to write those jokes on the chance that, you know, a booker or a producer or a casting person is going to see you do well at that and help you up the ladder. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. I, I've done it twice, and Have I won you? once, and I lost once, and when I lost, I was like, I'm never doing this ever again. <laughs> also, it's like, <laughs> it's also like, uh, I feel like as a comedian, you're roasting yourself every day. Yeah. So, like, I don't know why I also need someone else to do it. <laughs> <laughs> every day you wake up. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, Nico said that. We had Nico host of roast battle um and he's like i won't roast because if someone says something about my grandma i will punch them in the face (laughs) (laughs) and it's like uh, there's a part of me that because uh emilio said to me he's like you should do roast battle but he he says that to everyone uh and i was like no because i don't my thin my skin is not thick enough if someone says something about me it's like oh they're gonna call me fat yeah no kidding but if they say something else i'm gonna be like i'll start crying on stage and be like Aww. why would you say that i don't even know you <laughs> that'd be pretty compelling though if someone cried during rose that's battle true. oh that'd be a memory that, but that is, the that's, that, that's also a weird aspect of is like sometimes these roasters don't even know each other yeah and they just like scour their social media yeah. and they come back i did a uh, a roast where we were supposed to be we were supposed to represent uh, a football team. Mm-hmm. So I represented the Steelers. And then I would roast the other team. So, like, Danny Palmer was the Cleveland Browns. So I roasted the Browns as the Steelers and not Danny Palmer as Nick Angelo. Well, that quickly just turned into, nope, we're going to just start roasting each other. And, like, the second round, I'm like, just get, like everyone's just like, this guy's fat. I'm like, I'm not, the, I'm not me. I'm the Steelers. Like, <laughs> what? stop it. And it's like, my feelings are hurt. And it's like, I was just like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> the Steelers smell. I also- <laughs> <laughs> the Steelers wore real ugly shorts today. And uh-huh. I also can't imagine Danny Palmer knows one thing about football. Well, I not to veer off too much, but he, <laughs> you could tell he didn't prepare at all. Shocker! We're up on stage, and he just goes, uh, "Steelers are from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh also has a, a baseball team called the Pirates. Yeah, the Butt Pirates." And I almost fell over and laughed. I, I was like, that's the funniest joke I've ever heard in my life. The crowd's like, what? And I was like, that's fucking hilarious. It makes no sense. Oh, it's great. Oh, that was great. That was that, that was a that was a good night. Was there so, any uh, Ben Roethlisberger rape jokes? Yeah, absolutely. And sure. I was prepared for those. That makes sense. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. we, we don't have to get into that. Unless you want to. I don't know. That's another thing yeah. I love watching yeah, you get mad about, about is sports. Yeah, oh, that's good. What's that? Watching you get mad about sports. Ooh. Big oh, Philly man. fan. Ooh, yeah. yeah, dog. We're, um, <laughs> I have this Trust the Process shirt on of the, the uh, 76ers. Mm. And uh, I was in L.A. Uh, when the Sixers lost. Oh. And uh, I didn't have that many shirts, so I just had to keep wearing this Trust the Process <laughs> t-shirt all month. And it's like, I shouldn't have trusted it. We lost. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> but, you know, it's a new season coming up. Are yeah. you an Eagles fan, too? Are you all Philly? All Dog. Philly everything? Yeah. The Eagles winning the Super Bowl was one of the greatest days of my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, the shirt I have on underneath this is an Eagles shirt. Are you, <laughs> are, you, are you a Flyers fan, though? Are you a hockey guy? I, like, my brother was, like, really into hockey. And then, like, he, like, dropped out of high school. And, um, like, left our family. So then I stopped liking hockey. Mm. But I'm just kidding. He didn't leave our family. He's still around. <laughs> <laughs> and he got his GED. So everything's happy. <laughs> no, he's a plumber. Um, he actually lives with my 
family now. Um, he's cool. I'm just kidding. But he like he had a rough like early. Ch- he was like 11 years older than me. So like um, we would uh, like watch hockey together, and then like he wasn't around for a little bit. So then I like was like fuck hockey. Yeah. Yeah. So fuck the Flyers for those yeah. who are listening. No, they're cool. I just don't really care about. Hockey. I hate them. Yeah. yeah. Fair but enough. Once again, right. that's a whole other. That's a whole other topic. Let's roast hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do that. The ice will melt. Uh-huh. Wrap true. it up. Would you any, like to plug anything, Mister Comedy Club? <laughs> I was waiting for you to finish that. <laughs> um, you know, always check me out at New York Comedy Club because it's my favorite comedy club in the whole world. <laughs> he knows how to play oh, the game. Gee. He knows how to play the game. You have to tell to... every comic to say that when they're No, I know how game. to play the game, but I also <laughs> genuinely feel that way. I love it there. So please come because I'm there. You know, I'm pretty there. I'm there pretty frequently and I like yeah, it yeah. there a lot. I'll be at uh, Stone Harbor at like fucking their movie theater at the end of this month, June 30th. You can find me on like Cassidy Comedy on all of that stuff. And uh, Danny's house comes out on July seventeenth. July seventeenth, Vice Ooh. Viceland, right? Viceland, yeah. Viceland, nice. Danny's house. Yep. All right. Well, thanks, Tom. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Bye. Thank you for listening to This Is Not a Green Room. We are available wherever you get your podcasts, including Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes, as well as the Laughable app. And wherever you're listening to us, please subscribe and give us a five star rating so that other people can find us and love us too. You can find us online at Not a Green Room on Instagram and Twitter. And you can check out the club at New York Comedy on Twitter and NY Comedy Club on Facebook and Instagram.